From the Standing Stone Farm Studio right outside downtown Nashville, it's time for the most ridiculous sports podcast in the world. So sit back, relax, and listen as Bobby Butler and Brandon Bond crack open a cold one and talk all things hockey, pop culture, and complain about everyday situations. It's the Pucks Out Podcast on the Penalty Box Radio Network. Welcome into another episode. I'm Bobby. He's Brandon. Hey, you can find us on the three majors of social media at Pucks Out Pod. Now let's crack open this cold beer and let's get after it. We got a Founders All Day IPA. Yeah, I'm a I'm a fan of this beer. Uh, I don't know for something that's supposed to be a oh I just, huh I thought it said seasonal ale. It says just a session ale. Yeah, it's. Uh... Not a not a seasonal. Yeah, well, I thought like a, I thought it was like an all season ale. Like you know, it's a light IPA. Well, I don't know what a session ale is. Just for one a, session. It's an all session ale. You can have it for any session, <laughs> any type of session. <laughs> all right, today we've got news and notes from around the league. We've got our games of the week, and we are talking the Mandalorian season two. So beware, there are heavy spoilers in that discussion. Uh. Don't forget to check us out on What a Maneuver, what a maneuver and Patreon to support the show. And uh, how are you this week, buddy? Doing pretty good. I, I, would, I just wanted to give you an update. A session beer is any beer that contains no higher than 5% ABV. So, oh, okay. Uh, you know, it's a balance between malt and hop characters, uh, according to Google. Uh, but I'm doing pretty well. We had a had a fun little D&D campaign on uh, Saturday. Looking forward to keeping that going. Um, yeah, it was a good time. But not uh, not a whole lot. Um, fun watching some football this weekend, and not so fun watching some hockey this weekend. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, as a, as a Predators fan, obviously hockey in itself always fun to watch, but uh, but but not a uh, a drumming as they as they say. So, but yeah, man, it was a it was a good week. You, uh, what about you? Anything special going on for you? Uh, yeah, it was pretty good. Uh, you know. Yeah, the Preds games kind of suck to watch. Hopefully they pull it uh, pull it out tonight versus Chicago. But overall, you know, it was fun watching some hockey. The uh, good uh, good week uh, weekend of football. Uh, that was always fun. But uh, yeah, so let's move on to uh, some news. Everything you need to know about what's happening on the ice. It's time for news from inside the boards. Uh, we got some trades. Uh, the Jets send Patrick Lane and Jack Roslovic to the Columbus Blue Jackets for Pierre-Luc Dubra in a 2022 third-round pick. I called it when I said it'd be sooner rather than later. And yeah. I think it was like two days after the fan, the, uh, we recorded the show uh, last week, and uh, they ended up getting getting rid of him. I mean, they had to. There was a uh, clip of him in a puck battle. He was not – I mean, he. I think he went out there for like one uh, – well, you know, like one thirty second stint and just, I mean, just did nothing. He was, you know, wasn't even bending his knees. He looked like he was just out there for just a nice little skate. Yeah. Um, yeah. You, you definitely called that. Uh, I think it's a great move for both sides. I mean, both players were seemingly unhappy in their organization. Uh, the flip from the second pick and the third pick of the 2016 draft. So that that's pretty, pretty intriguing that, uh, that it really worked out for yeah. both sides. I mean, the, the jets, um, really won this trade because Pierre Luc Dubois is the better player, I think. 
I mean, well, he's just a he and I mean, more, they, and he's a center, so they're getting right, more well, they're getting more bang for their buck. That, and I mean, uh, the the Blue Jackets get a what a Fortnite player. That's I mean. that's that's why. But I, in my opinion, that's why the the Jets won is because the center is always going to be a more versatile player. Yeah. I mean, uh, I, Patrick Line though, the Blue Jackets could most certainly win this trade should they be able to lock him up uh, a longer term, because I mean. Patrick Laine is one of the greatest goal scorers in the league right now. So uh, maybe we've seen a decline of him since his rookie season because he was he's been he's been unhappy with the Jets for a while now. So yeah. this could be uh, ultimately it's one of those rare trades where big big players big stars are involved, and it, it seems like while somebody may come out on top. It seems like a good deal overall for yeah, everybody. Yeah, I agree. And you know, when I say the Jets won, I mean, they they won by a small margin simply because the position they got. You know, yeah, I joke about Patrick Line just being a Fortnite player. He's still a you know a superstar in this league. Yeah, and absolutely. I hopefully he turns it around from his last you know two seasons. Up. But I think that I think that was mainly because of the team he was on, and just they've been on a downward projection. And hopefully, this trade will change. I think this trade could change it for both teams. <clears throat> absolutely. When long term, long term, obviously yet to be seen but short term especially in a shortened season i mean the blue jackets would definitely win because of canada's quarantine rules i mean two weeks guaranteed it doesn't matter you know what else happens negative tests whatever pierre-luc dubois couldn't play for two weeks from the trade you know so uh, i would imagine that ohio's quarantine laws are a little bit more lax they're yeah. like did you just write that uh, negative test we'll take it come on in buddy <laughs> you're you're wel- welcome welcome to ohio but <laughs> but no it's uh it, it's good to see uh, a, a big blockbuster trade that hopefully will be make both players happy and if it doesn't then you start to question whether or not it was the organization that was uh that was the problem and these two guys are being being divas. So, uh, but another trade that kind of came out right after we recorded, uh, not a blockbuster like, uh, like that one. Maybe I should have put this one first on the dock, huh? But um, the wild send uh, Greg, Greg pattern 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 looks right uh, to the uh, defenseman, to the avalanche for Ian Cole. I personally find the winner of that trade to be the wild. I mean, yeah. Ian Cole is a, is a great, uh, great two way defenseman. Really? Uh, he, he's not a huge offensive guy, but he can provide a little offense and he's a, he's a big, a big time hitter. He, uh, will give the wild even more grit than they already had. So that was, a that was a, a, a good trade. It probably hurt fantasy wise um with Cole not being on the, as offensive of, of a team but um but I think again a, a, a good trade you know overall yeah. uh we got <clears throat> the central division has been hit hard by postponements four teams Dallas, Tampa, Florida and Carolina have at least 50 plus games in a 100 day span that I mean as from as a fan point of view that's amazing i'm yeah. sure the players union and, you know, the teams aren't super excited about what this is going to do, honestly, long term for some of these players. Um, I want to I want to go at it from a 
different side of the fan point of view, which is what makes fan points of view great, is that there is really no point of view because everybody has something different. I think this hurts you as a fan more than it helps you as a fan. I mean, we're not fans of any of these particular teams. As a Predators fan and other Central team fan, it seems helpful because you're cramming all these games in. There's a lot more likely chance that they're going to be having to sit some of these guys a, a good bit. So... Uh, while I, I hear you, that means lots of hockey, but is it going to be the best hockey that we can see? I, I mean, obviously better than be no seen. hockey, right? <laughs> right. Well, that, yeah, I mean, absolutely. We'll sit and watch a, a, a game, you know, any type of, we game. Wa- so, we watched that Preds Dallas game. We, yeah, <laughs> I watched all, no, I've, I lied. Yeah. I, uh, I, I checked out up. when it was five to no, to I, nothing. Five to no. Yeah. No, you, five you, to were, no. you were right. It was five to no. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I mean, yeah, it, it, it'll really just depend on, you know, each of these teams where they're at towards the end of the season. Are they in a good playoff position? Are they in a bad playoff position? Uh, I don't think that it hurts Florida because they're Florida. So, <laughs> um, but uh, I, I don't think that it hurts Tampa Bay because of their depth. Dallas, uh, who knows? I man. mean, who knows? They're looking. They're looking stout right now. Uh, Carolina, uh, another team that is a a hopeful team uh, for the playoffs and and looked good last postseason. That that could come into play uh especially with a lot of youth there on um on dallas's team or carolina's team excuse me so we're about two weeks into the season now uh probably about time for some overreactions of obviously (laughs) uh i mean it's overreaction tuesday um so what obviously you know last week we talked about overperformers underperformers but i've got to say man i am i think my i'm gonna i think montreal's for real i think that you know, I, I sent you guys a group. Uh, Take that, Manny Blue. <laughs> I, uh, I, uh, you know, I sent you guys in the group chat. I put my money where my mouth is. You know, I, I put a decent amount of money on them, not only winning the division, but winning the cup. Uh, you know, Nick Suzuki is looking good. They look to be firing on all cylinders. Um, hopefully they can keep that. I mean, obviously they're four games, maybe I think they're six games into the season. Still got about 50 games left. I could see them winning the president's cup this year. It's nice to be able to overreact with our wallets nowadays. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I'm sure my, my wife loves that. No, but in all actuality, the ha- the Habs are looking not just, it doesn't look like it's a flash in the pan. I know yeah. exactly what you're saying. They look for real. Uh, yeah. They are a complete team. They've always been pretty stout uh, defensively. Uh, when you add, you know, Carey Price and, and some of the defensemen they bring to the table, Petrie, Weber, but their goal scoring, it looks uh, ridiculously off the charts. I mean, like you said, Suzuki, uh, Katakanemi, he's, he's, he's having a, a decent year. They are, I, 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 uh, I oftentimes try to find a way to disagree with you, Bobby, but this, I mean, it's yeah. hard for me to do so. Yeah. And obviously go Habs, yeah. you know, I mean, and um, I mean, they were able, they, they've played the Oilers twice this season. They were able to, uh, you know, outscore them eight to two in those two showings. They were able to keep dry settle McDavid to pretty much nothing. That's yeah. so that means that they're not just out there, you know, listen, they beat the Canucks seven to three uh, on the 21st. They are. 
I mean, they are looking really good, man. Yeah, I mean, they're at a, they got a plus eleven goal differential right now, and uh, that is by far not even close. Not even close. It's the highest in the league. Yeah. Uh, the next best is Vegas at plus seven, and I mean, for the most part, you have you have a couple plus fives. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, Dallas is plus eight, but that's not yeah. really a fair. Com- <laughs> that's not really a fair comparison, is it? Yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, I mean, I I 100% agree with that. I, I want to go ahead and say, for my, I don't even know that this would be considered an overreaction. And if it's not, feel free to make me have another overreaction. But Vegas is who we thought they were. Um, you know, they are they are looking they're looking good. Uh, five and one so far. They got a plus seven. I mean, they're looking strong, uh, but if if you're going to make me go somewhere else, uh, a couple other teams that are not leading their division, but I want to highlight, I mean, Minnesota looks really good. Not, not a, not a goal scoring phenom yeah. like, uh, like we're getting else, uh, elsewhere, but, but they're looking good and their stout defensive style of play has, has really led to, you know, them being close to the top of the Honda West division, but, uh, Toronto, I mean, even with, with Matthews out, they had a, they had a bad showing and then Matthews was out the next game and they came back hard. So, I mean, it's, it's really tough right now to kind of, kind of decipher who's I'll be honest. It's hard for me to buy. Obviously Vegas, I think is a good team. It's hard for me to buy into them just yet. They've played what six games against uh, two against the Ducks and one, two, th- four against the Coyotes. Ah, but see, the problem is the way these divisions are set up. Yeah. That's all that. All I, that I really get that. Matters. But so, the, like, so they play the Blues. To, uh, they play the Blues starting tonight. Uh, they got two games against them. Then they got the Sharks, which I, I think the Sharks are a decent team this year. Yeah, they're not as bad as um, we thought they were. You know, were. and so, and then the Kings, listen, uh, the Kings are still a good team. They've got Anze Kopitar is killing it there. Um, so I want to see in about a week from now, maybe two weeks from now, where they are. And then they, I think, then they've got four ga- straight games against the Avs. That's going to be, I think, the biggest litmus, te- litmus test for both of those teams. Let's see how they can come the, out of that four. I mean, I think sure. that they're, I think them in Colorado are going to be the one and two spot. The, I mean, the Avs have not, not shown what a lot of people thought they were going to show though this year. I mean, they've had a couple of, of, of easier games. Oh, that, for sure. Yeah. That they have just not, they've just not proven it that they're going to be able to go through this season uh, as well as we thought that they were going to. So, I mean, there's lots of, lots of intriguing, intriguing teams this year for sure. And it's, I mean, again, it's two weeks into the season. It's hard to tell when teams have played six games, yeah. you know, yeah, uh, especially but, with like, you know, like the ducks or I'm sorry, uh, the abs. Listen, they split the beginning series with the first series with the Blues. Uh, Blues are not a bad team. Then they uh, split the series with the Kings. And I think I don't think the Kings are as bad as everyone thinks they are. I think we need to give it some time. And then they did split. They split and went to overtime. Uh, they got an overtime winner against the Ducks after the Ducks got obliterated by the Abs. So it's kind of hard for it is hard. You know, it would be hard to expect a team like the Ducks to get obliterated by uh, by the Knights and then go in and not show up with some fire under so, them uh, again against the abs so let me make sure that i'm getting your your thought process correctly bobby the canadians 
with four wins and two overtime losses. They're for real. You're gonna you're you're putting you put you bet the farm on them. But the Avs with a loss to the Ducks, a loss to the Blues, and a loss to the Kings, we can't tell yet. <laughs> hey, don't tell me how to do my overreaction, all right, buddy? Hey, hey, yeah, no, no. But seriously, I mean, it's exactly as we said. This is a this is a, a, a kind of yeah. time to kind of. And just the, the difference is that. also is the eye test. You know, the the Habs. I can look at. I mean, I'm looking at how they're playing and how they're getting these wins. The Habs are looking dominant. The, yeah, the Abs for sure. You know, they listen. The Abs are looking like they're clicking. I think that they're just. I don't know if it's. They just need some more time to start, you know, getting these young guys going because they are a very young team. Uh, but I th- I think the Avs, the, the magic is there. Well, I've mostly agreed with you through this segment, so I wanted to bring up some way to make <laughs> me feel superior to you. So that's that's really all that was. No, I mean, I, there there is a, there's a lot of hockey to be played. Uh, I mean, the, the Penguins are while simultaneously looking not great are looking great on the on the sheet all that matters is that that win and loss and those points at the end of the yeah. season so capitals are not looking good this year yeah but they're leading the division yeah. so i mean you <laughs> know wild. that's uh, that's that's why it's hard to hard to kind of gauge right yeah. now but um but exactly as you said the eye test is is important yeah. so. i will say that you know speaking of all these games I wonder what genius said. You know what? We let's do thirteen games on Tuesday, Monday night, one game. Yeah, yeah. no, I um, I you know we and we're gonna talk about that a little bit in the fantasy show. Uh, Mondays and wins Monday, Wednesdays and Fridays are traditionally known as off nights. Now they've been a little m- bit more stacked this year because of the scheduling, but uh, but I mean it's, you know. That's it's crazy. Why I, I just never understood why Tuesdays and Thursdays yeah. are when we watch hockey. That's you know that's the hockey day. Yeah, and you know the Ducks are always playing Mondays and Wednesdays. And it was, is this a California thing? I just don't get it. Like, what is what what at what point were they like Tuesdays? That's the day that yeah. we want to low overload, and we also want to have let's have sixty games on Saturday. <laughs> Two on Sunday. You know, I mean, we, you know, it's not as though you can say, well, they wanted these guys to go to church and stuff. (laughs) Yeah. But what about the other four teams? All right. So uh, uh, former Coyotes GM John Chaka issued uh, issued a suspension until December 31st, 2021. This is not having to do with the issues that the Coyotes had. This has to do with his um, uh, his leaving the team pretty much high and dry and talking, talking to another team while he was still employed. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. He was pursuing other opportunities while still under contract. He yeah. didn't leave and then go pursue other opportunities. He, he was pursued and then left. He was like, what up with that? You know, Hey, you guys got a job for me. He was, he was going for a job at like K jewelers or something, <laughs> you know? Uh, no, but, um, I mean, you know, we had talked about it. We did get the, did we get him fired? No, we got somebody, we got the Sabres GM fired. Yeah. Not not Chaka. But now we have to wait an entire year and it's, and it's a weird dating too. It's until December 31st of 2021. Is that like in a significant date? Like, you know, you would think it would be there's the probably end of the, a, next the, the, uni- the union or? probably has like X amount of like time. So it probably can't surpass like. Uh, a certain year you can't you know give a suspension like three years it has to be like sure yeah it's probably some some legal stuff so yeah, that on january I mean, 1st you know the in 2022 he can do whatever he wants on the new year i guess that's what i guess that's what i'm getting at is like january january not january 31st uh december 31st 
I mean, you know, most teams got their GM and, and you know, executives and, su- and such locked in at that yeah. point. That's like middle of the season. Or they just want, they saying. wanted to give them the most inconvenient time. Yeah. Like, hey, uh, I know every, at that time everyone like is like planning their New Year's right. party. Right. And so no New Year's party for you. They're like, you have to you have to call in at this time. Yeah. He calls. You've got to come into an in-person meeting. No, on no. That. And he calls. He calls at his, at his scheduled designated time to, you know, revoke his show cause or suspension. And they're like, ah, oh, bro, I'm so sorry. We're closed. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we are close. Holler at us next year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, let's move into outside the NHL. Now that you know what's happening inside the boards, time for the rest of the headlines with news from outside the boards. All right, we've got a Super Bowl matchup set. Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, going into Tampa Bay, uh, Tampa, Tampa Bay is the first team to play Super Bowl in their home stadium. Uh, Tom Brady pretty much said to the first team, hey, who wants to go to Super Bowl? Let's go. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I say that jokingly. They've got a stellar defense and he's got some dope weapons there. The conference championships were good football games. Uh, I mean, obviously, one was a better football game than the than the other. I mean, that was that that Packers game was intriguing. Now, I want to be very clear in what I'm saying here is that the Packers had every opportunity to win that football game. They did get hosed by the refs, but I'm not I'm never a guy of of that's why you lost the football game. Oh, you know, uh, I'm sure I'm sure I've talked about this a thousand times. But when people wanted to say that pass interference call is why the Saints lost to the Vikings that one year. And then I always ask people, well, didn't they go into overtime and the Saints have the ball after that? So, like, you never lose because of the refs, but. It was certainly the the end of game was certainly influenced by that, but two minutes left, and literally a guy that has played in since the since he's been alive, since he was born, played in like forty eight percent of Super Bowls. You're gonna kick a field yeah. goal with two minutes left, yeah. Matt Lafleur? Are you yeah. kidding? Are, arguably the best two like. The the last person you want to give the ball to when there's almost little time left on the clock. Right. Like, it's not like they were giving it to, like, Chad Henney. Right. I mean, it is. It was. That was mind blowing. It makes the questionable decision that Mike Vrabel made not look at all questionable you know i mean (laughs) that you're eight yards you're eight yards from the end zone oh you i mean in that point kicking the field goal you know going for it and missing and having it would have you would have had stood a much better chance missing that fourth down conversion and then having brady Make a mistake. Like he's or already right, made three mistakes, right? He's when he and, the, and those interceptions were bad intercept. One was a one. Was, no one. I'm sorry. One was Mike Evans. Just not ish. Yeah, but it was a bad pass. It yeah, was a bad. Yeah, pass. but Mike. I mean, Mike it, Evans. All, uh, here's the problem, though. And I get it's one of those well and ifs or buts. But if Mike Evans hadn't dropped like the three 
passes that he dropped before that that ball, they wouldn't have been in that situation. And it's not like yeah, they were well, like, but oh, if, they but, were. but under that argument, if the Packers would have scored sure. more points, yeah, yeah, then yeah, I they would have won. Yeah. You know? so, but also, he wasn't looking at the ball. If he was at least looking where the ball was on that one underthrown ball, he could at least att- like done attempted yeah, to like, yeah. do something. It was like four. I mean, yeah, he could have attempted, but also the great one of the greatest quarterbacks that we've ever seen, if not the greatest quarterback we've ever seen, also could have not thrown yeah. the ball inside four yards. No, for short. sure. Yeah, but what? But that. But that's that's regardless. He's made mistakes all game. You have them right there at the eight yard line. He doesn't have a lot of room to work. If you stop them there with plenty of, I mean, the same amount of time that yeah. you were that you're setting yourself up for, you are in better field position than if they you kick it off and they have to punt. Uh, but no, it, it was it was a bad, it was a, a very intriguingly bad call, like to the point where. We there's a lot of folks that argue that argue that well, this is almost I had saw somebody say something that I considered dumb. This is almost as bad of a decision of not giving Marshawn Lynch the football when the Patriots intercepted. It's a, I think it's a worse decision. Well, be, I, first of all, I will argue to the death of me that passing the football on that play was the right play because it was second down. If the ball's incomplete then you still get another chance to run. Yeah. So it's two plays against yeah. one play. It was the most unlikely thing to happen that yeah. that ball got that was intercepted. A full, that was a full hindsight's 2020 reaction sure, from a lot of people. Sure, right, exactly. Because if, if Russell Wilson would have passed the touchdown, who's arguing with him? Yeah. But the other side of or that Or if he had is, checked down and run, ran it himself. Sure. It, and may, the other question, well, you couldn't run it. That was the point of the play, was that you didn't have any timeouts oh, to yeah, stop yeah. the clock. But then you still have another chance for Marshawn Lynch to run the yeah. football. There was, there is no way that you'll ever be able to argue that it was the right move. You were, a, it was a one score game either way. You had to score a touchdown either way. So, yeah, get the hard part out of the way first. I mean, there's right the the possible part. I mean, it's, it was just, it was mind blowing. It was a terrible end to a terrible game, a terrible penalty called. I know I if they were like on the 35, 40 yard line, then that's feasible. Go for the field because like, you're not sure, but that's not a, that's not a play that you make, you know, but the, the final penalty, the penalty that set them up for the win, it was a penalty. I'm not, I'm not sitting here arguing that it wasn't. But you didn't call. I mean, they didn't call that holding Devante, They didn't call the hold. Not not only not call the hold, but you have a, a back the back referee that can see. Werfs had him basically yeah. in a headlock, and dude, all still almost got the. Sack. It was very clear that the back judge was doing the. We've been letting them play all game. I'm going to let them play on this. Yeah. And the other ref who called the pass interference or the defensive holding. Was like okay, this is I guess a game this time decision. Good. I need to make a it was an call un- by the book. It was right. It was an uncatchable ball, and you're already gonna get flack either way. So I mean, on the drive where they kicked the field or the Packers kicked the field goal, Devontae Adams legitimately got grabbed and spun around yeah. right in front of the referee, and you didn't call that, and they hadn't been calling it. So I'm okay with you not calling it yeah. because that's the way that you've been calling the football game you've established uh, when i played baseball when we were younger 
the umpires would come and because every umpire has kind of a different thought process of what strikes and what balls, what's ball, what, what's a ball. They would come and they would say, I'm caught. My strike zone is X to X. And then you knew. And, and so you call within that. You may disagree that it's a strike or a ball, but I told you what it was. This is how I'm calling it. So uh, it's, it's just a, I don't care how obvious it was because the jersey was stretched. That doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you're not calling it yeah. the whole way through. I just, I, I find, and, and I'll, I'll rant a little bit more about that in my uh, snaps, my stick. But yeah. what do you think uh, <clears throat> Brady's three second half interceptions? Do you think that says more about Brady or more about Aaron Rodgers, who was unable to capitalize on three turnovers that they couldn't get points? Yeah, no, absolutely. That's a, that's a fantastic question. It, the game to me said way more about the Packers than it did about the, the about Tampa Bay. It's, I mean, it's, I'm not going to sit here and say the worst team won because that's not, not factually accurate because obviously the I team think Tampa won, was the better team. Honestly. They were the you better like- team overall, but only because the Packers weren't. Does that make any sense? Yeah. The Packers, like you said, didn't capitalize on the opportunities given to them and making Tampa the better football team. But it, that game should, especially in the second half, it should have been blown wide open by the Packers. Yeah. You score two touchdowns or even 10 points off of three turnovers. That that game is obviously different, and obviously the flow of the game changes a little bit with scores off of those. But I think it says way more about the the Packers than it does Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay is a good football team. I just don't see them as the Super Bowl team from the NFC personally. I yeah. mean, and that that's just where where I landed. But so winners win. Yeah, let's um let's give our prediction. I. I mean, I had two ways to do this. I could either go with my heart, which is you don't bet against Brady. And I mean, you just don't. I mean, well, but my brain says that honestly, lost the ch- like three Super Bowls more well, than anybody else ever <laughs> yeah. has beside Jim Kelly. So. <laughs> but at the same time, it's I mean, I don't the Chiefs are just a m- amazing team. I mean, and if they, so I think it's going to come down. I think it's really going to come down to the can the Tampa Bay defense stop the Chiefs' offense? Yeah, I don't think the Tampa Bay's offense can really keep up with them. To it, I mean, it's going to be it's it's, it's going to be a lot of scoring. Um, they're literally going to have to do something that one hundred percent of people have not been able to do. For the past two years, yeah. even in the Chiefs losses, it wasn't because their offense was poor. It was because yeah. the other team. So, more I mean, let's see that. what Bruce. I know I don't know if Bruce Arians calls the defensive plays there, but let's I mean, he's going to have to have something up his sleeve if if they want to stop this absolute powerhouse of an offense. Yeah. So I think I think that we see the torch pass. I think that Tom Brady has been this league for two decades. He has been the face of winning Super Bowls. And honestly, I don't. I don't think Patrick Mahomes will play to the age of Tom Brady. I don't think he will have Technically, the Technically, Tom Brady has been in this league for four decades. <laughs> he played in the 90s. Yeah. He played in the 2000s. He played yeah. in the 2010s. And now here we are in 2020. He hasn't played for 40 years, 
but he has played across four decades. Yeah. You can't even make an era argument with yeah. Brady, you know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, but I'm, so I think, the to- yeah, I, I think, I think it's gonna be a high scoring game. I usually win Super Bowls don't like taking the over. Um, I don't know what the stated over, over under on, on this game is, but I think it's going to I think it's going to be like 41 35. I think it's going to be a good game. I don't think it's going to be a blowout. I think Tan, I think Tom, listen, I respect Tom Brady too much to say he's going to get blown out this game. I think it's going to be a back and forth game. Um, well, and he has too many weapons to get yeah. blown out. Um, but I, I think it's going to be 41 35. And honestly, I think I think Travis Kelsey going to do be an MVP. I think he's going to have like three touchdowns and like 220 uh, receiving yards. Um, so I think the Chiefs are going to win. Obviously, I don't think it's going to be. 76 points scored I have but I do have it 34 28 the current over under is 56 and a half and I think obviously we both have that being blown past I would not be surprised though to see a 17 10 football game yeah. it wouldn't be crazy but I mean I, that, that I, is that's why I'm not I'm not gonna put money on the because the thing is I have seen it I have been surprised when you get to Super Bowls and it's more of a defensive game different but yeah. I, I I mean I think with these two teams that the the likelihood of that happening is less than before right um I mean listen if uh if <laughs> if what's his name uh Nick Foles can put 44 points up in a Super Bowl I think so can Patrick Mahomes for sure uh, I just find the Chiefs to be more focused. Yeah. I mean, with all Travis, that said, though, I wouldn't. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, you're good. you're good. I would not be at all surprised if the Tampa defense is able somehow to find a way to not shut down Patrick Mahomes in that, but at least stifle them enough. And Tom Brady is still Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. He has so much more experience in Super Bowls and he's able to keep his calm. And honestly, if it comes down to, you know, Tampa's down. Uh, you know, down six points with with a minute, 45 seconds left on the clock and they get the ball. I wouldn't be surprised off. They march down, you know, you know, so tactfully take off every second of the clock and score to, to walk off with the game. Yeah, it's definitely a game of of, you know, it's going to be a game of possession. Time of possession is going to be very key. Who can be holding the ball at the right time. I I mean, we don't, we're not, we're six point. We both have six points in between the team. Yeah. Six points is can, can happen anytime, yeah. obviously. So, and I don't know what kind of fans are going to be in there, but I mean, I think them, how much of a benefit do you think they really get from playing at their home stadium? Uh, I don't think any, uh, because it's no. not like it sells to you. You don't sell tickets yeah, to you. But your... still, it's in a locker room. You know, it's a field that you know. Sure, a field. I mean, know, they, I feels... think I, I think that it, that it at least has to. You know, if we're talking point wise, I, I think it's worth think it. it. I think it's matters. worth a field goal. Yeah, maybe, but I don't think it really matters. Um, but I mean, I just find the Chiefs to be a, a like I said, a more focused football team. I mean, Patrick Mahomes is a leader. The Big play. We did barely even talked about the other game because it's not really worthy of, of being having a big discussion on. Nicole Hardman fumbled that football yeah. and the and the and it looks like, OK, we're going to have us a football game. And there's video of Patrick. Mah- he's real. McCole Hardman's mad. Yeah. He's thrown his helmet and Patrick Mahomes comes over and just says, hey, man, we're just going to be us. Let's just keep playing. Don't worry about it. Then Andy Reid dials up that fifty-one yard end yeah. around to him. I'll be honest, it was I, over right there. I uh, I had some money on McCall Hardman having fifty more, fifty plus receiving yards, and ah, I, that was a run. Well, I I know I looked down for a second. I was looking at my phone, and I looked up when he was running, like, and I was like, yeah. I was like, got it. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Look at my phone. I'm like, that was a rushing play, <laughs> son of a. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I mean, just but it's you know it can't be understated. 
another Super Bowl for Tom Brady. We had this discussion at the beginning of the year. You know, who's going to go back to the Super Bowl first? We got our answer. It's it, it is as, Didn't take as much as much as I have a distaste for Tom Brady. I in no way can state that we're not watching history. The great one of the greatest football players that's ever played the the game of football. I mean, this it's it's amazing what what this guy has done throughout his career and I'm excited to root against him for another yeah. another time, yeah. you know? I don't think people really truly appreciate the history that we I mean, this is like being able to see Babe Ruth, Hank Aaron, Muhammad Ali in their prime. You know, seeing being able well, to the prime is a little bit over. Well, we've 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 seen his we've seen Tom's prime. Yeah. We've seen yeah, his entire career. See, yeah, we did see his there prime. are there are kids out there who are 10 years old who can say I, I wasn't even alive for some of Tom Brady's prime. Yeah, like <laughs> for sure. No, that's uh, I mean, it, it, it's uh, it's amazing to see. And it's exact. I mean, nobody, everybody loves dynasties years after the dynasty's over yeah. and i mean there are there are people old enough to drink legally who can say they didn't truly really get to see tom brady at some of his peaks so yeah i mean it, that is a that is a wild thing to be able to say absolutely but all right let's move into games of the week games of the week bobby and brandon do the work so you don't have to the best from around the nhl and what to watch All right. Uh, I'll be honest. Don't feel nearly as uh, confident in this slate of games that I picked. But for a quick update, I've got two games uh, being played tonight. So the, my I am four and four, and you are currently four and five. Are you? Are you all? One, I have one game. You have one tonight. game. All right. Yeah. So we. I mean, the, I, the games that we have just to uh, to highlight to folks. You have the Islanders beating the Capitals tonight on uh, NBC Sports Network. This is Tuesday, the twenty sixth. You have the Preds beating the Blackhawks. Um, uh, I have the Bruins beating the Penguins tonight. So, yeah, uh, I feel confident about those two games. I've had a pretty decent week, uh, you know, two and one throughout the week. Uh, so hopefully I can get two wins out of that and take the lead. Uh, but this kind of you don't get two <laughs> wins out of it and don't take the lead. Yes. Personally, <laughs> that's just how I'm feeling. I'd be surprised if you felt the other way. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm. You know, I'm. You know what I'm most surprised about through this process? What? Neither of us have picked a postponed game yet. Oh, I mean, don't you see the little little zero at the yeah. end? Remember, these are not ties. Yeah, these are. And I immediately regretted our discussion on on the ties because of freaking Buffalo last <laughs> week. But whatever, you know. Uh, so, who do you got for your your first game? Uh, all right, I've got. Flames versus the Habs. Uh, the night of this, the show releases on Thursday, the 28th. I've got the Habs continuing their dominance against the Flames. Uh, that's at 6 p.m. on uh, tonight when the show releases. Uh, I, I think the Habs are just too much. I think eventually they're going to start to hit a little bit of a wall. I don't think it's now. I have for my first game, the Blues Golden Knights. That will be, I think, the second of their... I don't think that's a back-to-back, but they have two games in a row. Uh, on Thursday uh, at 8 p.m. on Thursday the 28th uh, uh, of release day. So tonight, if you're if you're listening to it on release day, but I have the Golden Knights winning that. I do think they're for real. I know you don't, but I'm gonna go with the with the with the GKs. 
I've got the Leafs versus the Oilers. I think it's going to be a good matchup, and really this one could go either way. And that's the problem sometimes when I w- I'm trying to select the best overall game for people to watch, but then also trying to pick that game. Because a lot of times I'm not going to, like, I could easily come in here and pick a blowout game sometimes. But maybe we really shouldn't because the original statement of the games of the week, it even says it in the intro. We do the work so you don't have to. If I just pick games against yeah. player where teams are playing the Ducks, we'd in each Detroit, just select Detroit. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So, so yeah. So go yeah. ahead. Who, you, uh, who you got I've winning? got I've got Oilers uh, at that nine p.m. Uh, puck drop. I've got Oilers winning. And see, one of the things that I do when I'm going through and picking, I try to pick a different game on every day. So I and sometimes it doesn't work out that way. Sometimes I have multiple games on the same day. But I want, you know, I want the folks that are sitting at home and they're saying, I'm going to watch Brandon's games this week. I want to be able to watch every single one. My second game, I have the Isles Flyers. And this is a this was a pick them as well. I have the Flyers winning at 6 p.m. on Saturday, uh, the 30th. I I mean, it's I it's one of those games exactly as you said with the Leafs Oilers. I have no clue. I could yeah. absolutely lose this four to nothing. I could win it three to two. I could win it four to nothing. You know, I mean, yeah. it's a, it's a tough call, but I, I do, I really do try to pick the, the, the games that I feel are going to be good hockey games and just hope, hope I get lucky with yeah. my choice. Uh, what about your Sunday game? Uh, yeah. So my, ne- the next game on our slate, uh, in order, I have the stars playing the hurricanes 4 PM on Sunday. Yeah, it's going to be a good game. Should be a good game. I do have the stars winning that a uh, little yeah. bit of a break for the hurricanes. The stars are rested. I guess they've shown that breaks don't really matter, but, um, I mean, the Elsewhere stars have there, your eight. opponent is unable to score on the power play. Exactly. Well, they have eight power play goals this <laughs> season already. Uh, the most all time in the NHL for, through two games. Now, to be fair, like seven of them came in one period. <laughs> so I, I, I thought that I thought that period uh, of the stars against the prep, there was like 13 power plays. I thought it was never going to end Bobby. I was, I was, I was certain that I was stuck in some sort of time loop where I'm just having I said am I in hell where I'm just re-watching power play goal after power play goal but I, I this, Joe Pavelski's looking for real this year so I got the stars beating the Hurricanes even though I'm a, a I'm big on the Hurricanes this year all right so I've got two Monday games and I think you've got one as well at 6 p.m. on Monday and both my games are 6 p.m. games so you can swap. I think all, all three of these are 6 p.m. Oh, games. So you pick. hopefully you've got the NHL.TV and you're just switching between all of them. I'm guessing that people are going to pick mine. Maybe. Because, I mean, just mostly because most of our listeners probably don't have NHL TV. So. True. Um, all right. So I've got Bruins versus Capitals. I think both of these teams on paper look decent, but the eye test doesn't look. I think both these teams eventually are going to start struggling. I've got the Capitals winning. I think the Capitals struggled against Buffalo a little bit, and they're going to start turning it up a notch, and they might have Ovi back by then. They might have, I think, like three, all of their Russian players pretty much got, uh, not so, but they got in but, uh, COVID protocol. Uh, so, which is not even fair. They're just going to drink vodka and kill anything inside yeah. of them anyway. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so, and then the game after that, I've got uh, Canucks versus the Habs. And I think, I think the, I, I still like the Canucks. I think that, you know, last night Thatcher Demko had a great game. 
Uh, they, I think they won seven to one yeah, uh, last night. They did. And so I think Canucks sneaked that one out. It's the Senators, though. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, the Canucks win that one in a shootout, to be honest. I think that's a okay. close game. And uh, so what's your uh, Monday night game? Yeah, I have the Preds lightning. Uh, obviously, that could be a great game or could be a, you know, not so great game kind of depending on how the Preds take this back-to-back against the Blackhawks. Do they, they need respond, both, yeah. do they respond to the the poor three-game skid that we're on? I mean, it's hockey. Everything yeah. It's going to happen. They've lost yeah. to three good hockey teams. Yeah. The three, Preds are sitting at four points, the Blackhawks at five. They it, If they... Yeah, but they've played two games against Detroit. You know, yeah. so it's just... I mean, the, the three losses for the Preds are two games against the the hot stars and the Carolina Hurricanes. Yeah, but we've so. seen in the past the Preds, they play down to their opponent, and if the Preds screw up and <clears throat> say, it, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if somehow the Preds drop both these games to Blackhawks. No, no. And then they, are, they, they have, but then they would put themselves into such a big hole that it, they... That, that's what I'm, that's more of what I'm saying. This could be a, one of the, a, a, of a premier matchup type of game, or it could be just not. But I yeah. do have the Lightning winning that. Um, no... No harm in losing to the Lightning yeah. this year, though. So, uh, but that's 6 p.m. on Monday, the first as well. Why don't you give us your last game of the week? Yeah, I have Tuesday at 7 p.m. The Flames playing the Jets. I uh, don't think that uh, Pierre Luc Dubois will be active yet. I have the Flames winning this. So many good hockey teams this year that it's really interesting to see kind of where where it's going to go from from two weeks into the season. But I do have the Flames winning. This is 7 p.m. on Tuesday the 2nd. Yeah, and, uh, I mean, Brady the Chuck looking good this year. Yeah, he is. Yeah, I, uh, I, I jumped on pick. him. Yeah, I jumped on him pretty uh, early, and uh, earlier than I thought I would in some leagues. And in, in our high-scoring league, I jumped. I think I took him, like, first round, second take, round. Take it, you know, taking your boy's advice. Hey, that's a that's a win for me, even though it's yeah. a loss that you for <laughs> me that you have. It, yeah. So uh, All right, so uh, last game of the week, 7.30 over on NBC Sports. I've got Wild versus Avs. I think it's going to be a good matchup. I think that is going... Both teams, I think, are that's I could see these three teams, uh, Wild Avs, Knights being the top three teams over in the West. And I, but I think, wow, the, man, be careful with those bold statements <laughs> that you're making. Uh, so I think, I think Avs take this one on the back of their of their star players. And I think Kale McCarr is going to have a good game. So I'm, t- I'm taking the Avs over the Wild on the okay. last game. Uh, 10 good hockey games that we have this week. Yeah. So looking forward to, uh, Hopefully making a little comeback here on you. Um, I'm just, I need you to lose two tonight. I need to catch a win, uh, win tonight. But um, I feel like all 10 of our games this week, really, I don't think that anybody picked one that couldn't go either way realistically. So great picks. All right, let's move into joke of the week. The weird Corey Perry. Yeah, I don't like that. I don't. Wild. I think that I think the first read was a good one. Now, now I'm overthinking it. Outlandish. Each sixth chick sat on a stick. A little tongue twister. And downright dumb. You're kidding me. It's time for the joke of the week. All right, we got one a little close to home this here. One, yeah, this one's in Nashville. This is a, a Tennessean article of all of all things. This one is a little wild though, man. I am 
you know, I don't even know if this should be, should be the joke of the week or the warning of the week. Yeah. Nashville lawyer suspended after posting advice on how to make murder look like self-defense. We got Annalise Keating over here. This is how to make a murder, you know, uh, or how to get away with murder. I'm so sorry. Dude, this thing is, you know, I would advise going and reading this. This dude, Winston B. Sitton, <laughs> that's his name, too. He'd be sitting in a jail cell potentially yeah. at some point. He has been uh, suspended. Uh, I, I would hope. I would hope some potential, you know, sanctions are coming down the down the way. I mean, this this woman posted on Facebook seeking advice on how to handle a p- possible abuse or harassment by an ex partner, and then the attorney encouraged her to lure the man into <laughs> into her home and shoot him. According to an opinion filed by the state's high court, this is the Tennessee Supreme Court that has filed this opinion. He advised her to to claim the man broke broke in with a plan to harm her. And this is a quote he wrote. Even with the new stand stand your ground law, the castle doctrine is far safer basis for use of deadly force, he wrote. (laughs) Uh, he later posted that the woman should delete her post if she was serious. Oh, <laughs> uh, and as a lawyer, I advise you to keep mum about this if you're remotely serious. So, like, how oh, your defense is a you're afraid for your life, revenge or premeditation of any sort will be used against you in trial. <laughs> also, this this conversation, this what you're we're doing right what? now. What? Following the guy's advice, she did delete the post, <laughs> but not before the ex saw yeah. the comments. <laughs> I'm a, oh my god! <laughs> what? What? Uh, and so the Supreme Court Justice, the Tennessee Supreme Court Justice Holly Kirby, wrote on the majority opinion. But also, I want to know: Is there a min- minority opinion, or is this not straight across the board? Our rules do not permit lawyers to offer advice on how to commit crimes with impunity. <laughs> I do hope, though, uh, I do hope that by the ex uh, doing this and taking and taking these screenshots that they also were like, cool. So does this mean that you are abusive since you're legit worried about this and that that he is no longer that his abuse has been taken care of? Hopefully he, too, is also sitting in a in a jail cell yeah probably not though uh would be my guess because one can hope you know one how you have proof on social media that something has actually occurred like he's not in jail this guy's not this lawyer's not in jail he's just been suspended obviously this guy's a a piece of junk if he's been abused i'm not i'm not sitting here i'm not defending woman beaters okay like (laughs) not not at all we're making fun of the lawyer who why not private not message? D- yeah, DM the chick. Okay. Like, well, I I mean, you know, we're we're we are we are anti lawyers advising murder on this show. Yeah. It's 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 a bold statement, and it you know you never know which way we're gonna come from. But we are definitely. I mean, this dude went to eight years worth of school to post on Facebook how to help some lady murder some dude. Yeah. I mean, that's a little wild. He did claim his comments were sarcastic and part of his dark humor. (laughs) 
did he throw the little slash s on it because if he <laughs> i mean did, yeah if he didn't slash s it by internet rules if, if you don't do that now if he slash s it this is the wrong decision made by the supreme court yeah my guess is my boy will be sitting is that his name again yeah, i think so yeah winston i mean to be fair, the dude was destined to be a lawyer. His name is friggin' Winston. I do like the pun that the uh, that the dissenting or the, I guess the majority opinion said lawyers lawyers who choose to post on social media must realize they're handling live ammunition. Doing so requires <laughs> care and judgment. <laughs> like that dude was right. It was like ah, this is clever. I'm gonna put this in here. What kind of gun do you think she has, though? You think? I mean, got to You gotta go shotgun. I think. I think crossbow. Ooh. I think she's got a, a crossbow in there. No, you see, but the thing is, the problem is, is like, you got to kill the guy. You have to in order for this all to work. Because if you put, if you, the crossbow takes a good amount of time to reload. That would, yeah, but that would mean that like they planned, like they really sought and planned this. Something tells me they, they, if, if they went through with this, the lawyer would be like, listen, didn't really plan hard, but I brought a crossbow. We'll see how that goes. If not, right. I have a halberd. But what, we- no, but what I'm saying is the crossbow got to be one shot. You got to one shot the guy because if you reload and have to shoot the guy again with the crossbow, then they know. Like, yeah. They're like, dude, you were trying to kill this dude. That's why I always suggest the shotgun. Yeah. You know, I, I also kind of expected that the, the lawyer be like, listen, we got to film this as proof. And it just right. goes horribly like she's like, come on. And he's like, but no, I'm good. Better. I don't want to come in. It's even better. It's uh, it seems like the the ex was a, a him, though. He's like, I don't want to come in. But my my favorite my favorite thought process of this is he's filming it with his phone camera. But it's one of those situations where he's got it high up in the air and he's also in the in the footage. He's <laughs> like, what? Up? <laughs> he's like, holy shit. She just killed this dude. <laughs> dude was trying to break in. World dude star. Was trying to break in. Dude was trying to break in. Slash S. <laughs> <laughs> I do also, uh, you know, a little side joke of the week. You guys get two is the little caption under the picture of the of the courthouse. And it says, uh, home, uh, it's now home to a museum of state court history. What a boring hit museum. But also, isn't all, aren't all courthouses the museum of the history of that court? Like, yeah. I could go, you know, you go into the courthouse and you can find out what has been, you know, done within that court, making it historical. I mean, that's very... Yeah, that's like going to someone's house and be like, ah, I see you have pictures of your family. Is this a museum of your family? I guess I'm more confused about why the courthouse is just... Is this like, can you just go to the museum? Like, that just seems like it just doesn't So, I think that they moved... So, it says the building was completed in 1937 and is now on the National Register of Historic Places. It is used by the Tennessee Supreme Court, Court of Appeals, Court of Criminal Appeals, and is home to a museum of... It's probably like... On a, like some of the older, like non air conditioned original rooms on like maybe the east side, uh, haven't like they made that in the museum and maybe on the west side they like updated it and you know, yeah, maybe. I guess, but still, like it just seems like it's not a great plan to have a public venue. Obviously, a court is a public venue, but I'm saying additional public venue. It's like, hey, are you here for? You here for court? It's like no, I'm just looking for the museum. <laughs> you know, uh, yeah. I mean, and and if you know that, what a what a beautiful building too. I always laugh back at that guy that tried to set fire to it during the <laughs> like, bro, you, that is not gonna light on fire. Like, you're gonna definitely need something more than just like starting a fire outside on this like 
old school masonry. Yeah. <laughs> like, bro, that ain't working at all. Like, yeah. you're going to catch some potentially federal charges to, to destroy nothing. some desks for nothing. Not even that. You're not catching that bad boy on fire, dude. <laughs> like, you, unless you go to the museum, then maybe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And then you'll just get a bunch of old court documents. I'm gonna I'm gonna burn up these documents. I mean, the place is not gonna go on fire because this is a you know a pretty brick building. But uh, I'm gonna give it a shot. <laughs> uh, let's move in. Uh, we're talking Mandalorian season two. Uh, man, what a what a great show! What a great season! It's been a couple weeks since it ended. So by now, listen. Full on spoilers, spoilers coming ahead. Spoilers. You don't want it. If you don't like it, maybe fast forward about five minutes or so. Yeah, right, bro. You know, 10 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they come in, they fast forward five minutes, and then we're just giving them the biggest spoiler of right. all. We just now starting talking about it. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, I mean, what wh- what did you think, man? I mean. Yeah, it was awesome. It is the, it is the epitome of, you know, what Disney, it's the uh, exact opposite of what we've been told for our entire lives after the original trilogy was made that the problem is you can't you can't please young star wars fans and new star wars fans and old original trilogy fans i have not heard across the board anybody that has any problem with dave filoni and john favreau's vision of this it was by far I, I love pretty much all Star Wars media. wasn't as huge of a fan of the uh, of the the new the the new sequels. Not, uh, but you know I didn't hate them. The, I have not heard anybody that has anything bad to say about the about this show. Man, it's so well done. It's while while simultaneously being lighthearted and fun, having a serious plot line yeah. and. And in reintroducing characters that we've all been dreaming of being reintroduced. Boba Fett, for goodness sake, Ahsoka Tano. I mean, the casting so on point. There is not a single, a single individual within the entire show that I was like, I would have thought so-and-so would have been better. I mean, some people are not huge fans of Cara Dune. She's not a great actor, but her character doesn't really need to be, in my opinion. She's not. Yeah, she's, I think it's. Listen, yeah, it, it is sometimes hard to separate the actor from their off-screen beliefs, and I, and I and I usually do a pretty good job at that. But I got to be honest, she she's not good at that at that at that role. I think it's fine for what it is. It. I mean, it's not like she's like the biggest role in the show. If she was there like every episode, then yeah, it may be a little different to me in that, in, yeah. that, in that opinion. And so like, I think that if it was, if she was like a mainstay for every episode, I'd be, I'd, I'd get old really quickly of just her, her delivery is bad. But if listen, sure. a couple episodes here and there to finish up the season, I, I'm not worried about it, especially when she's surrounded by such a great cast that can pick up the slack. I mean, listen, Bill Bill Burr is not dude. He's a great actor. Yeah, and listen, I mean, he's Breaking I'm, Bad. Yeah, I've always great. thought he was a very funny comedian. I get his comedy's not for everybody, but he's. I've always thought he's. You know, he's had some standups that are bad, but I think. I mean, he he plays that character so well. I mean, I that was one of the most impactful scenes in the whole show, and that's saying a lot with a lot of impact. When he's sitting there and he's talking about the Empire and what they've done and what they've cost him while being on the you know in the empire base it was it was great man it was so good and all of 
I mean, it's really hard to kind of pin down. I had to watch a recap of it to kind of remind myself everything that ha- that's happened. I, I am, I'm blown away by this. I, and it's, and it's not even just, Oh, we get the, you know, we get the Grogu or the baby Yoda as some will call him. It is just everything about it. Pedro Pascal. I mean, he is, he is so, he is a dominant force in the acting world, man. And I'll be honest, a lot of people to, to a lot of people, and I don't know, maybe you too, uh, Baby Yoda and Grogu, to a lot of people, that was the center point. Like, that's, to me, that was, yeah, listen, it was great. Yeah. I think it's a more of a, it was, it was a side it was a plot device. Yeah, it me. was a plot device that, and everyone's like, oh, well, how, what are they going to do without him there? I'm like, he's, he's going to go, he's going to go on with his life. This is not the story of Baby Yoda. It's not called, the show's not called Grogu. It's called right. the Mandalorian. Right. He's, I mean, they couldn't keep up with that. I mean, he's got other shit to do. I mean, what you want him to just be there while now Grogu learns how to use the force? Like that's not a fun. I mean, yeah, that'd be I'm a fine show. Chill, him just chilling. I'm sure. I'm sure Disney will make that an animated show like soon. Oh, for sure. Yeah. No doubt. Yeah, I am. I mean, I'm sure they'll have a whole scene with Kylo Ren just slaughtering Grogu. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. I was, or when Kylo Ren is like doing that, and like they they flash back to like three weeks early, and Grogu gives him a Snickers, and he's like, "You're always nice to me. You can live." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I am just, I am just so absolutely pleased with everything that we that we got in this show. I mean, you know, and it's and to your point of earlier of you know separating personal views. I'm usually able to do that. I don't worry about somebody's personal views. There's one person. This has nothing to do with specifically what we're talking about. There's one thing that makes me not, I will boycott you. Kid stuff. Kevin Spacey, that dude is out of my, you know, life forever. You know? So, so I just wanted to be clear, but I hear what you're saying. I'm I but but uh, but in all seriousness they the cameos my boy Timothy Oliphant my boy Titus Welliver you know uh, it's Rosario Dawson as uh, as Ahsoka Tano Bo Katan I am yeah. I am pumped about that so let's go into some maybe some predictions of what you have for season three Do you yeah have i think it's particular? gonna i think it's gonna lean a little bit more into and i think it's gonna come not right away but maybe like a quarter way half through the season i think they're gonna go, continue more on like what boba fett's doing on uh you know taking over the uh job as crime syndicate yeah yeah i think that's gonna i think be- that's his entire show Oh, right. I think you're right. Yeah. The Book of Boba. I think you are. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're right. That's so I, be I, its own show. I think it'll be. I, I, I think it's going to be a lot of crossover, though. I think it's kind of. Yeah, probably. I think it's going to be kind of like you know, like Chicago Fire and Chicago PD, where it's like you know they might release on like maybe a, a Thursday and a Friday, and sometimes like every couple episodes you'll have to watch them both, and so you know, like, and they'll maybe they'll team up every once in a while. But I think also speaking of that. I think people forget that Boba's not a good guy. People were like, oh, Boba's the boat. Like they, somebody was saying that Boba's like a hero. No. I was like, no, 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 let's get one thing very clear. Boba is not a good guy. He was right. never a good guy in the Star Wars universe. Like he right. was still he's a bounty a hunter focused bounty. on. Yeah, he's yeah, true. And it's not like he was a bounty hunter was forced into it. He wanted to become he's a bounty. Not hunter. even a real Mandalorian. Yeah, either. He doesn't even have any of the beliefs of the Mandalorian. And he wasn't even a great bounty hunter to begin with. Like he was really bad. People he, just became a huge fan of him. And I've always I've always wondered. Well, like, that's because he got like 
what, like 10 minutes of screen time, the entire original trilogy. Yeah. So you just never got enough. And of the him. only reason he got hired was because Darth Vader liked seeing his face every once in a while. It was like, oh, you remind me of my boy Rex. Let's, yeah. uh, <laughs> well, that, yeah, exactly. And, and, you know, I mean, he was like, I know who you are. You hate the, you hate the, Jedi as much as I do because of what they did to your father type of deal. Yeah. So I, I completely, I mean, we, at the very end, we see him take over what exactly yeah. as you said. We see him take over the hut crime syndicate. I would have liked for someone like when Luke comes and gets girl, someone had been like, Hey, where'd Boba go on him? Like, I'm sorry. Who'd you say? Boba who? <laughs> say what? <laughs> like, wait, that, that dude alive. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, uh, Hold the Grogu. Yeah, I got something <laughs> to do. We got some battling to do. But uh, but you, you know, as much as you just talked about Boba Fett, you did not make any season three predictions. So. Oh, well, no. Well, yeah, well, I said <laughs> we'd see more of that. Uh, but I, I think that, I mean, it's going to be hard. I think that they thankfully left it. I, I think we're going to go into uh, man. I think we're going to go into Mandalore. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. The throne, I think, I think we're going to go into the throne of Mandalore. I don't think it's going to. I think we're well, we going to build up big, to that. Well, we have a big issue right now. I mean, the dark saber has been won in battle by by Din, by the Mandalorian. Yeah, well, so. honestly, looking back at like I believe it was either Rebels or the Clone Wars, like Sakatana just gave it to Bo-Katan and like, well, or maybe Sabine diff- gave it. Like they was just she was like, here, take it. And now, mm. like, well, they they might be retconning that, and just for the story of plot, yeah. which is fine. I get sometimes you got to ret- when you've got so much, sometimes you got to retcon some stuff. Yeah. And, but I think, I mean, well, I think Ahsoka did have it at one point and did give it up, but the difference with Ahsoka giving it up is she is not a Mandalorian. She doesn't have any rights to it anyway. So, um, I mean, I'm, I, the dark, see, it might've been, I think it might've been Sabine giving it. Yeah. Sabine gave it up to Bo-Katan. Yeah. But I don't think they had to fight because Sabine and Sabine was a Mandalorian. So I think that was, but that's just, that could just be a plot device there. And they might use, and listen, it could just, I think more than likely it's going to be, they have a, they have a duel, something happens and they find a way somewhere in the old text of Mandalore that they can figure it out without having to kill each other. Yeah, I mean, maybe. And see, a lot of people, you said, you know, a lot of people thought Grogu was the center point of the plot. I always knew after the final episode of season one, the center point of the plot to me has been the Darksaber. That is it. Oh, for sure. I do think it's funny that in one episode when we meet Bogotan, she's like, Oh, you're one of those fanatics who who won't uh, betray their their beliefs that they learned. And now she's like, no, this is my belief that I learned. Right. I can only win this in death combat. He's, uh, like, you- he's like, I yield. You have it. And she's like, he's like, not that. <laughs> she's like, I want to murder you. <laughs> OK, <laughs> I was going to murder this cat over yeah. here. So. Uh, I am, it, I season am, two just ended with like he let Grogu hold it and she's like I've got to kill him now so I, I really I really I really hope that it goes towards some like larger scale warfare on Mandalore I just yeah. feel like that is just something we didn't get enough of across the board you know I'm 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 very very excited for uh for season three I'm excited for book of book of Boba I'm so excited for Kenobi, dude. This is this is what everybody has been asking for with Star Wars since the beginning of time, man. We've all been grown adults watching cartoons because that's the only additional lore that we've been able to get. So I cannot wait. Um, is is Satine 
Is Satine dead at this point or is she still alive? I can't. I have not finished Rebel. I'm like, I can't remember. I'll have to look it up because if she. No, I think she's alive because there's some theories online that finding her is going to happen. So I think she's alive. No, I I got to look at No, here's what happened uh, because she went to look for. uh, She went to look for Ezra. She was, she and Ahsoka were setting off to look for Ezra, I believe. So, okay. So she is still alive then? I be, I mean, she's not, I, I believe that she's not necessarily dead. Does that make any sense? She could be dead, but I don't know that we've yeah. seen it. But canon, but as far screen. as canon, okay. I was because honestly, if we can, I'm trying, I got to look at the timeline again. Um, this well, five year, uh, Rebels was five years before the blowing up of the death star. And this is taking place five years after. Okay. Stars blown up. I believe because if we meet, uh, Satine, maybe we get some dope, like flashbacks to a young Obi-Wan in her. Well that, but may, but we're potentially going to get, uh, some Ezra Bridger. Yeah. Might, might be, that may be where, how old would Ezra, Ezra Bridger be like, what in his thirties, late twenties now? Yeah. I mean, I can't remember how, I think like 16 or so. So 26 to 30 ish. What actor would you get to play Ezra? Oh, that is a really, really good question. Before his Um, issues off screen, I would say, let's get Shia Shia LaBeouf to play him. Maybe, but but still, you you know, uh, I want to, I want to hit you with this. Joseph Gordon. Love it, dude. Yeah, that you know, I mean, he kind of just fits just like right off the top of my head. Or as we always suggest on this show, Dave Bird, <laughs> <A> little dicky. <laughs> <laughs> or uh, hold on, uh, how about now? He would probably have to hit the tanning bed a little bit. Jake Gyllenhaal. Uh yeah, that could definitely work. Um, what about Rami Malik though? That, I mean, yeah. He is a fantastic actor. Probably wouldn't even have to hit too much of the tanning bed. I mean, there are, I mean, the thing is in May, there are a ton of actors that want to play. So I think that, uh, I think that we could t- potentially get, uh, anybody and they could get anybody and everybody. <clears throat> I mean, Jason Sudeikis, literally never showed his face to get a cameo in that show. Yeah. You know I mean? I think that those two guys, Dave Filoni and, um, and John Favreau are so well respected within the, the, the movie world that it is a dealer's choice on what, who yeah. they can get. I think there's lots of good actors, but it, it's going to show, it's going to show you. They've gone to show you. Well, that if you want someone who can play anything, no matter what, Scarlett Johansson. <laughs> Scarlett Johansson, I would not argue with that casting. I mean, it may not make as much sense as, you know, as as others, but uh, I'm not going to argue with you yeah. there. Uh, Nicholas Cage, maybe? Yeah. <laughs> no, there I mean, I think that they will get I can get anybody that they that they want seriously. So, I'm I'm looking forward to the potential that season 3 is bringing, but just with the world expansion that we're legitimately about to get they're just yeah. going to start overloading us to the point where in two years if we're still doing this podcast we're going to be sick of talking star wars no it'll yeah. never happen in like five years happen. we'll be talking about the 
recent movie which in- introduced the black hole and Thanos came through and he, was, and he was like I have to go to this place now right exactly and you know it's like that Parks and Rec episode where uh, Patton Oswald does the filibuster <laughs> yeah. and he starts talking about and he gets to the end of the filibuster and he's like and that's how the when, when Thanos gets the reality stone it merges with the Star Wars universe <laughs> <laughs> Hey, that that's what the end of season like three of WandaVision is going to be. Take our money. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right. Maybe uh, next week we kind of do an update uh, on, I think we'll be at we, episode four of WandaVision. Yes. So we could maybe talk about that next week. I would be okay with that. Yeah. Because honestly, season three, uh, episode three, really good. All right. So let's move into what are you binging? Uh, we're going to start doing this probably once a month because, you know, we were both pretty busy haven't been able to binge much lately um why don't you start us off uh yeah dude i've been watching going back and watching some uh breaking bad dude i am uh i've been it's it's so crazy like how much you remember happens when when it's been a while since you've watched but i haven't i've never i haven't seen uh, El Camino and i do want to watch it but i did want to go through a rewatch of breaking bad before i did but just to tie it all into Better Call Saul, dude, one of the best shows on television right now. I'm a huge fan of all of that world. Vince Gilligan is killer. But uh, but Breaking Bad is is what I've been uh, been doing a little bit of watching in addition to WandaVision and hockey. Nice. So <laughs> yeah. what about you, man? Uh, I mean, outside of, uh, you know, like you said, WandaVision hockey, been watching some Simpsons to fall asleep to at night. Just, you know, we needed to change American it up. American Dad is yeah. where I've been sleep-wise. We've done, I see the problem is we've done that so many times. We've done, done Bob's Burger so many times, The Family Guy so many times. Futurama is we just uh, got so sleeper. I will say, listen, I love Futurama. But there comes a point, I think, towards the end when they start getting into these like overarching like episodes where like it's like the season has like four arcs and it's like you all mean the- it, you mean when it got canceled and then re- brought back yeah and yeah. they start like I, I it's I'm like I don't have time to like I don't want to watch all these episodes and it's like I think one of them is like the reality on like a turtle's back or something like that <laughs> and I'm just like all right all right I don't want to do this uh, but no the Simpsons I mean I've I'm mean, like sorry never, for- never got into it. yeah I was the same never way like could. I was I was always like I'll watch it if it's on like or something like that. But I've actually just been putting on to go to bed. I've also um, been doing a little bit of this Disney show, uh, Avengers Assemble, just an animated Avenger oh, okay. show. It's all right. I mean, it's very like, you know, it's it's a kid's animated show for it. But it's it, not it's, necessarily Clone Wars in terms of like world building. Yeah, and stuff it's it's and, more, you know, but it's pretty decent. But yeah, I've been watching a lot of The Simpsons. Been drinking, have been so busy. I've like, been drinking a lot of coffee and got this new Death Wish coffee. It's like five times the amount of caffeine in a normal cup of coffee. Uh yeah, I like it. A nice. Lot. I don't think I could do that because I'm drinking like pots of coffee a day now. Because yeah. Because it's like right next to my desk and I just get up and yeah. pour myself. I usually do two cups in the morning and then like what I drank one before I came. Yeah, I uh I I've been I had been having a little bit of maker's mark, dude. I had that uh, I was drinking on that all day while we were uh while we were playing some D D. So you always forget how delicious a maker's and coke is. So yeah. Bobby and Brandon are about to find out exactly what snaps their sticks. All right. I think uh, both of our sports ones are based from this weekend. Yeah. So I'll start us off. And that is people who are 
just haters, man, for no reason. I see people all over social media. I see people talk about it in real life. They refuse to admit that Brady and with LeBron are good at what they do. Yeah. These people will go to their death saying they're like, oh, Brady's overrated here. You know, Brady got gifted all of his Super Bowls. You know, he only he's only good at Tampa because they have a good defense. And cheater. Like, They'll definitely throw yeah. cheater in there. They'll Which say he is. He's an admitted cheater. Yeah. But. Um, but so are many other people in the NFL. Uh, but I, I believe the Colts are the most cheating team. I, either the Colts or the uh, Texans are the most cheat are the cheatingest team in the NFL yeah, uh, historically. Only, be- only because they don't, they never got the Pats never got in trouble for their cheating. That's not a fair yeah. assumption. But go ahead. I'm, um. Anyway, you know, yes. Yeah, yeah. On your comments. Um, but anyway, the amount of times that people, you know. <sighs> It, it, it won't it, no point will it ever hurt people to just say, you know what? I don't like Tom Brady, but the man I, I say it all the time. Yeah, listen, you can re- you can not like a player and still respect the fact that he is ridiculously talented. And everyone's like, well, he didn't do it by himself. Nobody's ever saying that Brady goes in and wins. Even Brady's not going to say, yeah, I did it by myself. Everyone knows that sports are a team sport, like well, especially it, football. Yeah, like it's just wild to me that people still to this day like Brady could Brady could go and win five Super Bowls in a row. And people would still say, eh, he's not that good. And people are like, well, Rogers is better. It's like, obviously not because Rogers yeah, just, it just is- depends on what you're saying. Like, I personally think that as far as like when it just comes to being a football player, I've always thought that Peyton Manning is a better football player, but there ain't no argument that Tom Brady is the best quarterback in the NFL by nearly every metric. You yeah. know, I'm a, I, I have a distaste for Brady we had this man on the podcast i would tell him that i disliked him but it's exactly what you said i can't sit here and say that he's bad you know yeah. i can't sit here and argue that he is not you know there's always arguments to be made of who's the greatest yeah. quarterback what are your metrics what yeah. do you but and i mean now, yeah. and now people think is oh well, he's just chasing rings it's like well, yeah yeah what why wouldn't you be well who but also be ch- like what else are you supposed to be doing like like chasing rings yeah. like like it's not like the patriots begged him to stay and he left they left on mutual terms like right if he didn't leave they would have pushed him out i mean in lebron did leave cleveland and then came back and won that city a championship yeah. so like you can't say anything so yeah i i hear you um i we talked a little bit about it the inconsistent officiating it, it's mainly based off of the distaste of what happened this weekend but it's just it's a constant it's a constant across all sports call the game like you've been calling the game if you want to call a, a penalty i may disagree i may agree but as long as you're calling it on the other side then you know and basketball is a terrible thing for this because of the makeup calls you get an obviously not a great call because they knew they made a bad call earlier. And I don't like that. You know, I mean, call it consistently across the board. Inconsistent officiating is the bane of sports right now because these are billion, billion dollar industries. And especially with the wide mainstream expansion of sports betting, this is you are legitimately potentially losing people yeah. money. It's wild when, you know, gambling places, which, you know, for a long time, sports books have been not have been known to be like, you know, not the best people when sometimes sports books are giving you bad call, you know, payouts. That tells well, you that's early on in the process of these sports books becoming a thing. And that's how you draw in your customers, because the next time a bad thing happens and they don't do something about it, you'll think. 
well, they did that yeah. for me that time. But but even so, I mean, that's great. Obviously, sports gambling used to be pretty much confined to dudes that would break your legs. And they're <laughs> definitely not giving you your money back and especially not paying you out. On yeah. a bet. So I I, uh, I completely agree. But I, it's becoming a lot more important. And it is going to be very there's going to be a lot of pressure on sports leagues to to fix this. Yeah. It is weird. And obviously, you know, we're in the middle of this segment seeing how much, you know, three years ago, it, I remember watching an interview with like, I think it was like Troy Aikman and Jim Nance, and they were talking about how it was like the death wish to your career as a announcer or a commentator to even mention gambling on now air. Now they're now they're like advertising yeah. odds. And yeah. Stuff. And like Troy Aikman was literally saying that like two, three years ago, he literally just said, oh, I wonder what the over under on this game is. And like he like he got fined. And like, I think it was like well, CBS or Fox was like, we, Brent, you, you, we, we will get pulled off the air if you say that. Brent Musburger is huge. He's a huge into gambling and depending you know, I'm not a huge Musburger fan, but he found his way around that. He, he would always say things like that score was super important to people out in the desert talking about <laughs> Vegas. And yeah. It was like a great way for people that knew what he was talking about to know. And then, but not saying anything that crossed any lines, but yeah, I'm, Hey, I'm all for it. I mean, it, this is the, now what they need to do is they need to revise the, you know, tax implications yeah. that come. If you can, if you have to report your winnings, you should be able to duck your losses. Yeah. Yeah. There's a, there's a, there's a whole lot of something, you know, the tax code definitely needs to be updated, especially with this clearly. Yeah. Also, if you're somebody out there who bets a lot, do not take legal advice on tax forms from sport from a Reddit. I was just scrolling yeah. and someone was like, here's the info. And it's like, just go to your standard deductions and just put your losses in there. And everyone was like, no, don't do that. That's very illegal. The IRS will come knocking if you try, if you try to pass uh, gambling losses as standard deductions. Yeah. <laughs> so don't do that. Um, yeah. So why? Uh, OK, why don't you give us your uh, your non sports? Um, yeah, mine doesn't really have anything to do with anything. But my neighbor's dog, dude. It's been a year and a half. I go out to smoke multiple times a day. Why are you still barking at me every time, constantly? There's been one time that he is legit barked at me for 15 minutes straight. No stopping. Not like, oh, I moved or something and it scared him and he just started barking again. Just Bark, 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 bark. And you'll think, okay, he's going to stop. But no, no, he's just, he was just get, gearing up for more barking. Oh, I'm, I wish, mm, I'm not <laughs> a fan. Uh, I do need Winston B. Sitting to give me some legal advice on how to murder this dog, though. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, I've got, uh, this is very simple. And this is, this might be, a, this is a little bit of an attack on my wife a little bit. Um, pancakes, people who think pancakes are better than waffles. I don't know what world of absolute wrongness they live on. Yeah. Waffles are the superior to, pa to pa pancakes yeah. in every single and way. There is no, Stephanie is not really a huge fan of either. I also think that's wrong, but I, that's at, least weird. I at least I understand it. But then she tried to show me this like waffle iron pancake iron thing that makes like 
a pancake with like a waffle inside of it. And she's like, it's the best of both worlds. It's like, no, all waffle or get out of here, bro. What are you doing? Yeah. And people who say, oh, waffle is just a different shape. No, no, it is a different texture. It's a different flavor profile. It's it, it, it holds the syrup better. It, that, well, I mean, you know, either way, I don't hate pancakes. I just think they're not as superior yeah, as waffles. Listen, and that's the thing is uh, pancakes I, are still good. If For those of you out there listening, put peanut butter on your pancakes and waffles, bro. It is the absolute best way. It's like to the point where I will not eat those two items without peanut butter. Creamy or crunchy? Whatever, dude. As long as it's peanut butter. Also, and they're like, well, I like to do butter. Bro, you know that we're in a world where you can do both. Yeah. Okay. Both. And I'm a stacker. Each waffler pancake with peanut butter, oh, stack yeah. them. Make sure there's butter a little all bit, over them. Make sure they're still warm so the peanut butter starts to like uh, got a little dude, creamy dude, and melty. Dude, it is. Oh, my I've goodness. never done it with peanut butter. I'm going Bro, to. Oh, why have you not? You're missing out. I don't know, but I got to. You're missing out. Peanut yeah. butter. That's the way to go. Yeah. That's the move. But all right, guys, it was a great episode, and uh, we will see you guys next week. Thanks for listening to the Pox Out Podcast. To see what other ridiculousness the guys are up to, check them out on Twitter and Instagram at Pox Out Pod.